Welcome back to Bible study. Paul's letter to the Galatians, chapter five, nearly chapter six. Welcome back, John. Welcome, Derek. Great pleasure, always great pleasure and a privilege. I'm going to read from verse 25 of Galatians 5 through to verse 5 of Galatians 6. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone thinks himself to be something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one examine his own work, and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For each one shall bear his own load. Derek. Lord, we thank you that you are above us and you are also within us. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You're a fountain of life within us, a fountain of wisdom and revelation and power and goodness. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, you are our teacher. And we ask, us, ask you to open the eyes of our understanding that we might behold wonderful things in your word. Mm. Lord, show us how to be and how to live. Mm. We thank you for it. In the wonderful name of Jesus, amen. 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 Thank you. Again, <coughs> here we are then. Since we live, John. Since this we is my, this is my um, version. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Yes. I think, I, I think before I say what I want to say, I think Derek wants to talk about that a little bit. Oh, good, okay. If you wouldn't mind him going first. Yep. Um, Derek, I don't mind if you go first. Oh, please. Um, so yes. I know speak now or forever hold your peace. <laughs> I'm looking forward to what John has got to say, but yes. Okay, I John. Do, I do, no, but no, no. Let's have John. No, I'm joking. Oh, no, yeah. Um, yeah, we did confer about this. So. <laughs> no, no, no conferring. So, <laughs> you know, fingers on the buzzers. Okay, over to you. So, then. yeah, I think this is a very important verse, obviously. But, but it, I, I am, I'm always looking for ones and twos, you see. Mm. So there are two things here, and these are the two keys to grow in the fruit of the Spirit. Mm. The first thing is to realize we live in the Spirit. That, you know, he says, since we live in the Spirit. So we derive our life from the Spirit. Mm. So the first thing is to realize that the, the Holy Spirit's within us, the fruit of the Spirit is within us, and, and He is our life source. And, and so he says, since these, this fruit of the Spirit is, is active, it's flowing, it's the grace of God, but we have a part to play as well. Let us walk in the Spirit, or walk in line with the Spirit, or keep in step with the Spirit. And that means that through our obedience, we, we are to act out what God is working within us. Work out your own salvation 
for God's working within us to will and to do his good pleasure. So he's working into our attitudes, the attitude of love and kindness and all mm. these things. And he's also empowering us to, to do it. Mm. Um, but we are to work it out. So we, we're we all in that. harmony with the exactly. Lord, with the Spirit, he's with the one leader. another. He's the leader. He's the we're, head. We're working it out. Okay. And, and I just wanted to... So there's a this, unity there. This, there's a this unity one. there. Exactly. So it's coming from him. Mm. We receive, we're alive by the Spirit. We receive his life, but we have to cooperate. He's giving the melody, but we need to harmonize our life with his melody. That's what I was wanting to get out. I've heard that somewhere before, but I'm sure it was here and from that chair. <laughs> okay, go for it. And yeah. just one parallel verse to that, Ephesians 4, 23 and 4. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So first of all, the f and that's what we've been doing. We've been renewing our mind to the fruit of the spirit that is in us through the Holy Spirit. Yeah. We, we need to become aware of that and, and receive our life from the Spirit. Yeah. And then he says, and that you, that you put on the new man. The new man Just is... Just give us that scripture again. Yes, Ephesians 4, verse 23 and 24. Yeah. So it's near the end, or right at the end of... And it's the same oh, thing here in different words, you see. Yeah, of course, yeah. We are a new man on the inside. We're, yeah. we're born again. But we have to put that on. Yeah. In our attitudes and in our actions. We... We, we have the love of God within us, but now we need to find ex expression to that. Mm. that. That's obedience, you see. So we put on the new man, which was created according to God, in the likeness of God. Mm. And, and that's the fruit of the Spirit within us. Yeah. Our spirit is like that, mm. in true righteousness and holiness. Wow. So our responsibility is to, is to yield and to put on what the life that God's working in us, and that's how we which is what He originally in intended. Exactly, it's God's original creation plan. But it's it's walking in step with Him. He's the leader, and we are. Yeah, walking well, we're in. not robots, are we? No, we're not. No. Sort of, I didn't mean to do. No, no. I mean, no, we're not. Doing, we're not goose stepping <laughs> down Red Square. No. You know, we we you know with all our necks sort of cricked at the same no. you know angle. He is gently leading us. Yeah. And, and the better we learn to walk in step with him and yeah. obey him, yeah. the more his life will be released and the more his fruit will grow. Mm. Wow. So um, we, we wa we're walking with him. Yeah. But he's the leader. Amazing. Yeah. Um, so, John, I, I, I mean, I've got, I've got all sorts of military thoughts, but you're probably not going to come out with anything that's military. No, I'm not at this stage. I'm going, to, I'm going to stay with this verse just for a second, and I'm going to repeat what I've repeated on a number of the Bible studies today. today. If we go back to 5.16, where it says, I say then, walk in the Spirit. Yes. And we examined this when we were in that verse, but this is walk, that means walk step by step. Mm. And, and, I, I, and, and whereas in verse 25, where it says walk in the Spirit, it's a different word in the Greek. I can't remember what the Greek word is, but it's, it's keeping in step with the Holy Spirit. So there's a difference. Yeah. And, and, and I'd liken it to a child learning to walk. I don't know. I remember when my children learned to walk, they were on a, a sort of long rein and, and they were falling all over the place. But they were in front of me learning to walk, learning to get their balance, step by step by step. Once they'd mastered that, they could hold my hand and walk with me, step mm. by step. Mm. And, and that's the difference. And in the verses between 5.16 and, and 5.25 here, 
we see that as, this, as we go through this progression, as we learn to crucify the works of the flesh, and, and as we learn to, uh, to let the Holy Spirit develop the fruit of the Spirit within us, so our walk changes. So we become, you know, we, we, we are already a new creation, but we're learning what that new creation is, and, and now we can walk in step with the Holy Spirit. Mm. And I think that, that, that's a really important point. And it's just the fact that Paul uses two different words translated the same way in English, but they're not. They're two different words. With, yeah. It's the nuance which we, we miss yeah. so often in the, in the English. Yeah, so I'm trying to differentiate from, uh, and I know my brain works like this, so I look at the contrarian where you have the Pied Piper and, and you've got a whole generation, as it were, yes. lost in one place, lost in space, following a false ideology and it seems to me that they are the ones who are as it were brainwashed yeah. automatons who are sort of marching in step we're not talking about that there's something different something very qualitatively different, different yes. to us walking in step with the spirit yes. and i think that the, this child analogy i've used is very useful you know yeah. the, the, the little toddler is keen to get going and he's going to make lots of mistakes and fall over and wobble about but you're giving you're giving him or her all the latitude to do that. You've got a yeah. rein at this end and it's wobbling around on the yeah. other end. Yeah. And then once it's mastered walking, it's, you know, he or she's happy to hold mummy or daddy's hand and, and they walk along with you. Yes. And they trust you totally to mm. lead them wherever they want to go until they want to go somewhere you don't want them to go. But, you know, that's, that's where original sin kicks yeah. in. But, but, you know, they trust you. Yeah. Got your hand, they're safe. And, and this is the difference between the two, and, and that it's wonderful, really. It's so so you're, you're a bit headstrong while you're learning, and that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. It's through your mistakes, I mean, that you'll you're learn to hear the voice of the Spirit and to walk with Him. And now and you've the Spirit heard. is called the Comforter. Yes. So I can see that image yes. with you. There's a comfort to know, and there's a sense of security. That's right. To know. That's right. But it's also linked to Romans 8. Yeah. 8.5, I think it is, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. Yes, yes. Those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. Yeah. So we set, our mind, whoops, yeah. set our mind on the Word of God and what the Word of God says about every situation. As Derek just said, be renewed in the spirit of your mind, which is exactly the same thing. Mm. Um, and that's a process and we have to apply ourselves to it. It doesn't come by infusion. It, it, we have to work at it, yeah. and the Lord is faithful, and it, it, he, he will. He, he will. It's a, it's a loaves and fishes job, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. On yeah. every occasion, yeah. you do your little bit, and He just adds to it. Yeah. Uh, always adds to it. Oh, once it's it. in the reservoir, yeah. it never goes. It's always there. I mean, I, you know, I've experienced it when. I've needed something in a situation, that, and this scripture has bubbled up. Probably a scripture, not not of one that the one naturally defaults to, you know. Yeah. But it's in the reservoir, yeah. and it's absolutely the right one for the situation. Yeah. And and you think, God, when was the last time I read that? Yeah. <laughs> you said it's a low. Or he reminds you of a, of a Bible story or something, and then you go back and read it for yourself. But it, it's in there. Yeah. There's something for the Holy Spirit to work on. And if, if you never read your Bible, anyway, you're, you're going mm, to be in yeah. trouble. Yeah, I like that doesn't that. mean he won't help you, no. but it, it does make it harder. <laughs> Brilliant. You, you just said the loaves and fishes job, which is a great you know, summation of, there's a, a song that says, oh, just like that little lad who gave Jesus all he had 
and the multitudes were fed by the fish and loaves of bread. What you have may not seem much, but as you yield it to the touch of the master's loving hand, then you will understand how your life will never be the same. Just ordinary people, God chooses ordinary people. Yes. He, he uses people who will give him all, no matter how small. Your all may seem to you, mm. but if you, uh, and it's, it's just yeah. one of these um, choruses that I remember as a child. Mm -hmm. but, it's, if you, it, but you said the uh, loaves and fishes job. Yeah. He always <laughs> adds a to classic. it. Whatever you do, he adds Absolute to it. Absolute classic line. Yeah, it's wonderful. We should, if only, in all of these Bible studies, we should remember these little one-liners that sort of emerge. But remember a loaves and fishes job. <laughs> what a blessing, what a blessing. Yeah. Well, now, I, yeah, I, I want to take a slightly different direction, now, if I may, because um, there are great pictures in the Bible. That you, it, it's learning the Lord's picture language, and I have no way mastered this, but there are wonderful pictures in, in the Bible, which are both historical events, but also teach us something about living in certain conditions. And, and you know, we were redeemed, we're, we're born again, now we have to live this life in the Spirit. And the promised land is the picture of living life in the Spirit. It's not a picture of heaven, it's not a picture of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it's a picture of the life of living in the Spirit, living according to verse 25 here of Galatians 5. So let's turn to Joshua, yes, shall we? Yes, definitely, definitely. Joshua. It's a, it's a sort of... Which is the same name as Jesus. Yeah. Yes. And it's the mirror, if you, if you, if you look I'm, at I'm your just Bible, it's, it's, you know, where Galatians is near the end. If you put it on a mirror, Joshua's near the beginning. Just after Deuteronomy. The sixth book of the Bible. The sixth book of the Bible, yeah. Mm -hmm. Go for it, John. And I just, I'm going to read. From, I'm just going to read a few verses in chapter one. I'm going to read from verse five to verse nine. Yes. Uh, that doesn't mean the others aren't relevant, but no. we, we'll see this and we'll be able to develop our. Mm. Oops, and, and knowing the story, we will we, be able to build on that. Yeah. Now this is the Lord talking to Joshua. So let's mm. get the context right. Mm. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Mm. And of course, he doesn't leave nor forsake any of us, so we can take it through to the New Testament. Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. Mm. For then you will make your way prosperous, mm. and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Now, that was specifically to Joshua, but it doesn't take a huge leap to translate it to each one of us, no, does it? No. You know, it, it, we, we keep the word before us, and, and, and we, we, we 
do not let fear attack us. Mm. Be strong and of good courage. Mm. That's the Lord saying it. So clearly we're capable of being strong and of good courage. This, you know, and the battles that Joshua and the Israelites had are just pictures of the battles we all have in life. And, 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 but here's the key to it. And this is, walk, this is the, the spirit-filled life, walking in lockstep with the Holy Spirit mm. because he's going to do it and all you have to do is be obedient to that leading. And, and as you, re- I, I remember years ago when we did the book of Joshua in Bible study, and it was you and me and Hugh, uh, and Hugh, Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Right. And Hugh has said well. to me many times since that he groaned when I suggested Joshua. <laughs> I said, no, it's the book of Acts of the Old yes. Testament. It's yes. wonderful. Yes. But he's, you know, he's, he's n- <laughs> never regretted it. It was just so rich. Exactly. It's wonderful. Exactly. Um, and it is the book of Acts of the Old Testament. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. think you're the equivalent. Yeah. I was in doubt about that but here we see a picture of how we should walk in, in our own lives in our because we're, we're all in the promised land yeah. now we're in our own promised yeah. land we are aren't mm. we be bold be strong for the Lord thy God is with thee yes I will not something be dismayed you know because I'm living in faith and victory yeah the Lord thy you God. notice in what John read, the very first verse, verse 5, and the very last verse, verse 9, yes. is the same statement. Yes. Don't be afraid, I am with you. Yes. That's the key to yes. the whole the thing. Key, isn't We're it? not doing this on our own. No. Mm. In fact, he's leading us he's leading, yes. into the promised land, yeah. and we are walking hand in hand with him. Yes. And, and also, the be strong and of good courage, I don't know, this is something that I, I believe is the twofold thing here is, be strong in faith yeah. and be courageous to act, yeah. To, yeah. Do, to, be, to obey. Mm. Yes. So first of all, we're strong to receive, to, in faith to receive his life. Those that know their God will be strong and do exploits. So first of all, we're strong in faith to receive his life in us and then we're courageous to actually obey. Yes. And in that way, we are walking with him. Yeah. And it's interesting, sorry. I'd, no, that's all right. No, um, no, please do. It just came to me that the, the two ways they missed God, first of all, when he told them to go in, mm. they didn't have the courage to obey him. That's so right. they, he was going ahead, but they didn't follow him. Yeah. And that they missed out there. And then they changed their mind, and then they tried to go in without in the flesh. him. You yeah. see, so flesh. you can go get behind God or you can go in front of God yeah. and it just doesn't work. You have to walk in step with very him. Good. And then they had success. Yes. Very good, very yes. good, very good. And, 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 and you know, we, we can follow the story through and it's, it's worth reading it and, and you can apply it to your own life. You know, we have these obstacles, we have these, these cities, as it were, fortified yeah. cities in our Giants. lives. But, you know, I talked... Was it last week or the week before? I can't remember when we were uh, uh, about the Proverbs. So trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Mm. Well, you know, when you're told to march around the city of Jericho seven times, mm. you, you, you can't be relying on your own understanding because you think, exactly. what on earth is exactly. going on here? Exactly. Mm-hmm. But it was an obedience to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Mm. Joshua did what he was told to do. Yeah. And, and he told the Israelites to do it. And, as far as we know, most, most of them lined up and did. Of course, it went a bit wrong when they got to I, and, and, um, and there was disobedience there. But it, we have to obey the Lord to the letter, to the letter that we've understood. We might get it wrong sometimes. But, you know, if he's saying do something outrageous, yeah, I think it's okay to check it out yeah. and say, Lord, please confirm that another way. But just do it. Mm. Yeah. 
No, you just haven't got a clue what it's going yes. to. You, your <coughs> intellect, our reasoning, gets in the way. Mm. So it's so so here. Not on your own understanding. Exactly. So right. important. Exactly. So, that, so the ver first verse that you read um, has, I will never leave you nor forsake, forsake you, which reminds me of Isaiah 42, <coughs> verse 16. And I will bring the blind by a way they did not know. I will lead them in paths they have not known. I will make darkness light before them and crooked places straight. These things I will do for them and not forsake them. Yeah, isn't it wonderful? So that promise to Joshua, to the children of Israel, you know, along paths they do not know, is also applicable to us. Yes, it's because Jesus, us ga Jesus gave us the same promise. I will neither leave you nor forsake it's Exactly. So he's holding us by the hand. Yes. And it's the old footprints in the sand. Yes. You know, why are there only one set of footprints? <laughs> you know, I was on my own. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> That's my, right. My child, you know, I was carrying you. Yeah. That's why there's not two sets of footprints. Talking of footprints, there's yeah. some interesting archaeology that, that fits with this. Okay, that not many people know about. Yeah. But talking that sounded like Michael Caine. That not a lot of people know that. <laughs> Got an off you go. But yes, footprints. Um, well, verse three. I'll point yeah. out two other verses. Verse three. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. We're in Joshua. Yes. Yeah. 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 I have given you. So on mm. one point. Of you, everything that God's bringing us into, He's already given it to us. He's, it's bought and paid for in the blood mm. of Jesus, mm. our full inheritance. Mm. But notice, if you go forward to verse nine, yep. He talks about you to you know that you're going to go in to possess the land yep. which the Lord your God is giving you to possess. Yes. So, so, so which verse is that again? Verse nine. Okay. Good. God will be with no, you. No, no, no. So I'm sorry. It wasn't verse, verse 11. That's what I thought, yeah. Verse 11. Good. Yeah. So on the one hand, he's already given it to us. Yeah. Yeah. But on the other hand, by, as he goes with us, and this is why it only works as we walk with the Lord. Yeah. As we walk with us, wherever we put our foot, he is giving it to us that's, experientially. That's amazing. He's bringing us into it personally. Yeah. Now, this is the interesting thing. So it's not just us putting our foot on the land. He's walking with us. And therefore, there are the <coughs> footprints of the Lord. Wow. And our footprints are in that. Now, yeah. the Israelites took this seriously because the footprint of the Lord is actually uh, shown in the, their path into the promised land. What, Gilgal. Now, the word Gilgal, you know, yeah. Gilgal, uh, first of all, of they set up a circle of stones yeah. and when they crossed the Jordan near Jericho. Now, the, there is no evidence of, of a Gilgal there. It's been no. lost. No. Um, well, it was moved to Avebury, wasn't it? Or, yeah. no. <laughs> okay. Now, I believe that was in the shape of a footprint. Yeah, yeah. Because w we have now, not we, <laughs> yeah. they have discovered now a number of Gilgals, as Israel progressed, Gilgal changed location. What does Gilgal mean? Circle, circle of stones. Circle, circle of stones. Yeah. So it's like a holy circle, because they were circumcised at Gilgal. It, it's, it's the place of dedication to God. Mm. Of your, your, the Gilgals in your life are, are where, in your prayer time, for instance, where you dedicate to God. 
and, you, and God's presence comes down on you is like God's footprint mm. on you. Mm. It's, it's that place of, of holiness to God. Mm. And, and so um, they, de they dedicate, through the circumcision, they dedicated to God. And so the Gilgal was a holy place. You know, heaven is my throne, says God. That's right, earth my footstool. My footstool, the place where he puts his foot is like holy ground. Mm. Okay, so what we find in the Jordan Valley is a number of Gilgals, and we might, we'll probably be showing some photos of these right now, mm. of stone areas uh, created by, by the Israelites yeah. in the shape of feet. But they're massive, you know, not, not man's foot, no, but huge... God's foot. God's foot. Yeah. One of them, actually, you could see where the tabernacle was, the outline yeah. of the tabernacle. That's quite amazing. And what they are saying there, these are the... And this is around a a Abel, Mount Abel, isn't it? Well, leading yeah. up to Abel. Leading There's up. about six or seven of them. Okay. okay, and you can see them going through the Jordan Valley, and the last one of them is Mount Ebal, where they found Joshua's altar, mm. the altar mm. where the curses were put. Mm. And, but there's a stone encircling of that, mm. which is actually shaped like a foot. Yeah. So these are the footprints of Jehovah. They, this, the Israelites were acknowledging that they are not, they are putting their foot on this land. Yeah, it's quite amazing, isn't it? God is walking with them. I mean, it and shows real faith, real faith that God is with you, as it were. The Lord thy God is with thee. Be bold, be strong. So let's, let's evidence that. Yes. You know, let's acknowledge that and, yeah. and create these memorials. What do these and stones mean? The Lord has done a great miracle here. What does that, what do the stones mean to what you tell your children that you're in the shape of a foot? Oh, because God is walking with you. God is walking with us. And they, and they would put the tabernacle within that circle. That's yeah. the, that became their temporary worship yeah. site. Yeah. And if you notice in Joshua, they go out from Gilgal and they come back to Gilgal. Yeah, that's right. So you operate out from your Gilgal. You know, Jesus, one description of That's Jesus. That's quite powerful. Is, we could just settle on that, you know, the, Jesus, in our own lives. Yeah. Yeah, go on, Jesus. Well, it's just illustrating that. In G one way of looking at Jesus' ministry is that he went from one prayer time with God to another mm. and did some miracles on the way. Yeah, yeah. That's it. You know, he, he, you operate out of that place. your prayer life. That place in your life of God's footprint yeah. in your heart. Yeah. Out of that place of holiness, you, you live your life. You reach out. And the stronger you, that becomes, yeah. and, and you, 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 you walk it out as God leads you. Yeah, and so the Israelites knew this truth, that God was walking with them. The very last one was Mount Ebal, mm. because they basically, for a time, Shechem became their capital. Which was in the valley between Ebal and Gerasim. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's right, yeah. exactly right. And, and then that's where the footprint stopped. But it's yeah. almost like they marked that, that progression. And then Shechem became more of a permanent center for mm. a time. Mm. And then Shiloh and, and so forth. But um, it's very interesting that the archaeology confirms this. It is interesting. And then they built an altar on Mount Ebal. And if you like, we can just throw in yeah. a recent discovery. Of course, um, uh, yeah. Because that, this is the, the stone where the, that mentions the curse. That's right. Yeah. The, the altar on Mount Ebal, Joshua's altar, Adam Zertel discovered this. Mm. In fact, there's a more modern altar, but underneath there's a more ancient altar from the time of Joshua. And this is where they were told to put all the curses. Mm. And all the blessings were put on Mount Gerizim. Yeah. 
And this is a picture of Christ, because mm. Christ on the altar of the cross, he took our curse mm. for us, mm. the judgment against the broken mm. law, mm. and so that we can receive the blessing through his resurrection, which mm. is Mount Gerizim. But the interesting discovery is, which is only just coming out now, yeah. and most people won't have heard of this, is that they found a, uh, recently in at lead, that altar in site a lead tablet written yeah. in iron, yeah. They couldn't open the tablet yet, but they could use special, um, I say x-ray, it's not x-ray, but something like that, uh, to read the writing in that. And what they found is, I think the word curse was mentioned 11 times. Cursed, cursed, cursed are you. You know, and, and, you know, very strong language. Mm. Well, it'd be amazing if they find cursed is the one on the tree. Yeah, well, no, no, but it is a cursing. Archaeology is wonderful. Mm. I actually said to you, Derek, we have to create a museum of biblical archaeology yeah. so that the children of the next generation who've been, who's literally, it's been hidden from them, that, you know, they can be as excited as we are yeah. by, by these, these physical evidence. Exactly. And so on the very mountain and the altar where the Bible says the cursings were to be placed, yeah. they have found a cursing tablet mm. and it mentions Jehovah twice on it. Now this is... And they've dated it to, to you know, the time of Joshua. Mm. And it's in ancient Hebrew letters. Yep. So this is, this is the oldest artifact that's been found with Hebrew writing on, and it mentions Jehovah twice. Now this confounds all the unbelieving scholarship world. It, it contradicts what they say. They don't even believe there was a Joshua or that there was Hebrew. I, they, they've re, they're revisionists, aren't they? So, so this is actually destroying that viewpoint and, and it's wonderful. confirming the biblical account. And it could be, you know, that they're going to find in the plaster, they're doing this now, they're, yeah. they're seeing if there's writing on the plaster because the Bible says that the Word of God was written on the plaster and they may find passages of scripture. I believe it. I, I believe actually uh, before the end of time all of these things will come to light and it, it's a wonderful demonstration, verifiable evidence mm. that God's word is true and it's faithful as we were saying before. Uh, but I am thinking now we have to rename Bible study because we've got church without walls on Rev TV and I'm thinking that we name it Bible study without walls, <laughs> you know, without, or Bible study without bounds, you yeah. know, um, yeah. we, we, or Bible study without chapter and verse divisions. We're going to go anywhere That's <laughs> right. to the Bible study takes us. We have us, an operating And we base. found ourselves in Joshua chapter 1. Yes, <laughs> we did. We probably yeah. have to return yeah. to Galatians. Well, we do, but before we, of before course, we go there, before we go <laughs> before there, we go there we're talking about Stupid. walking in lockstep with yes. the Holy Spirit, and we're talking about the Lord saying to Joshua, I will be with you. I shall neither leave you nor forsake you. And then mm. we get this interesting verse yes. in, in Joshua chapter 5, yep. Yep. verse 13. Here we go. Yep. Okay. Give people time to go there. Joshua chapter 5, five verse 13 and 14. Um, and it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted his eyes and looked, and behold, a man stood opposite him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, are you for us or for our adversaries? So he said, no, but as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. Mm. And Joshua fell on his face and the, to, to the earth and worshipped him and said to him, what does my Lord say to his servant? Mm. Or to put it another way, 
are you for us or against us? No, I've come to take over. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. the commander here. Yes. I've come to take over. I mean, he's just totally... At Gilgal, by the way, it's just after they celebrated Passover. Yes. Where, they, where this um, yes. came to Joshua. Yeah. Uh, and, and if you just think about this, it, it was the, the Lord came to ensure that his purpose was going to be fulfilled. Mm. And, and, and both the Israelites and those that lived in Jericho, and those they were just part of God's purpose. Mm. And he, he was going to ensure um, through, through Joshua yeah. that his plan was fulfilled. And there he was as commander. I love that. Neither. It's Jesus, isn't it? Yes, Jesus. Are you, Are you Jesus? I think and so. that's why Joshua's plan of marching around seven times and all of that, that wasn't Joshua's idea. No. <laughs> the commander said, this is how you're going to do it. That's right. And yeah. Joshua was just being obedient. Yes. And the, and the commander said, when you all shout together at the end, wars are going to fall down. Yeah. And they did it. So Joshua just passed that on. Yeah. So he's that walking in step yes. with the Lord. Yes. Powerful, 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 amazing. Mm. Yeah. I, I, well, one final thing before we go back to Galatians is, is, I think it's chapter 31 of Deuteronomy where I've set before you blessings and curses. Mm. Yeah. Therefore, choose life mm. so that you and your children may live. Mm. He, the Lord set it before us. Yes. It's a choice that we have to make. And it's not just for us, the consequences will go on yeah. to future generations. Mm. Have we reached, because I think, I don't know whether I did promise that we get into chapter six. I know I did to our control room. I think we might I, I think we're now on verse 26 of chapter five. Yes, um, so to link it. Please. When it says keep in step with the spirit, mm -hmm. there's, there's a wider dimension to that too, because if, mm. if we think of the military analogy as well, mm. Joshua and Jericho, mm. all the Israelites were not just in step with God, mm. they were in step with other, with mm. each other, in, in mm. a divine order, in an, in an army, yeah. like an army's yeah. in yeah. step. So there's an implication here, as we're in step with the Spirit, we're also in step with one another, mm. because we're a body mm. and, and we're an army. Yeah. And so the movement of the thought now goes on to our relationships with one another. Yeah. Part of being in step with the Spirit is that we're in step with each other. Yeah, very good. And, that, and then he talks about... Which we try to do on Bible study. We do, we indeed. Try, you know, well, whether we do, but the Lord sort of keeps us in step. And the thought, the thought that has been coming to me, which again is extraneous, and it's the players tried to take the field but the marching band refused to yield. <laughs> <laughs> what scripture is can that? You, can you <laughs> recall what was revealed? The day the music died, uh, but that's, an, that's a bit of a long that's song. That's the book of American Pie. It's that one, exactly. But I do feel sometimes I'm the player trying to take the field, but the marching band <laughs> refused to yield. And John and, and Derek are not having any of it, I can tell you. We're marching <laughs> um, into the promised so, land. We're not going to. You know, who do you think you are trying to chair this program? <laughs> yeah. Um, over to you, Derek. Uh, well, that it just explains it. verse 26, you see, because he's saying, if you're following the Spirit, that, that will also cause you to walk in step with your mm. brethren. Mm. You know, it's not just you and the Lord. You that's know. right. That's and that's right. why he says, do not become conceited, mm. provoking one another, envying one another. Mm. And, and now, I, you know, this word conceited is, is vain glory. Yeah, that's powerful. Vain glory or empty glory. Mm. Um, in other words, having ideas about yourself, you know, you're mm. conceited, really, in, in terms of thinking of yourself as the only important one. And then you envy. 
I mean, the devil was conceited, you know, in Isaiah 14, and then he envied. He envied what God had and he didn't have. Yes, but, you yeah. can... The so provoking and envying. It's as though they used to go together, provoking and envying. One yeah, they're the, the two opposites, you see. Yeah. The, 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 what poisons our relationships mm. right, is actually our vainglory. Mm. That we're thinking too much of ourselves. Mm. And that will manifest in one of two ways. Mm. Um, firstly, provoking one another. This is when you, because if you start comparing with the other, if you think you're all, Mr. All-Important, which pride is what does, mm. then you're going to react one way or the other. First of all, if I think I'm superior to you, mm. right, then something in me wants to provoke That's right. an argument, a thing. To, so to pull you down. So I can demonstrate my superiority yeah. over you. You know, I'm provoking you, I'm challenging you for the purpose of proving that. I don't have what you, we talked about this, what you have, so I don't want you to have it either. You're provoking, you're trying to uh, yeah, it's, uh, erode, corrode. I, I'm trying to demonstrate my superiority. Yeah. The other side of it is again because I'm, I'm all important, but I'm bothered because I envy you, because mm. you, you have something I don't. I, I feel myself inferior to you, and because of that now, that, that, that also is a negative. Mm. So either way, I'm out of step with you. Yeah. I, I don't want to have anything to do with you, either because you know, I, I feel superior or inferior to you. And so this poisons our relationships. Mm. Mm. When we think we are the all-important one, mm. I can't stand to have rivals. Yeah. So I want to prove my superiority or I'm envious of you because you seem to have what I don't have. But it's all about me, 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 you see. Yeah. And what he's saying is, if, if we walk in the Spirit, it's not about us, it's about Him. And we're just happy to play our part, exactly. whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, and we're content with how God has made us and the role we're to fulfill. And we don't get into these silly ga fleshly games. Yeah. yeah. And those are the things that, that keep us out of step with each other. Mm. I've got um, Hebrews 10, verse 24. Let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. It's the opposite of you know, sort of provoking an envy. And the, the kind of analogy um, that, I, that, that I've had in my mind as we've been going through this is the body of Christ, he's the head, we hold fast That's the head. Right. We're all members. You know, the body functions when every member functions. So if you've got backbiting, if you've got biting chunks out of each other, we were talking about the other week, it's going to be a dysfunctional body, yes. expression of the body. It is. And, and vainglory ultimately leads to denominations. Yes. And, and it, 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 listen, there's nothing wrong with different ways of worshipping God. I, I, I accept that. Then there can be generational differences, and, 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 and that's not what I'm talking about. You know, different churches choose to worship in a different way. Or cultural That's fine, because yeah. you, can ch you can elect to go to whichever suits you. It's the doctrinal differences that are, that are the problem, mm -hmm. when each church thinks it's right and it's got the march over another church. And this is exactly what he's talking about here, yeah. because those splits always come out of pride, yeah. out of vainglory, out of we've got a revelation that you haven't got. Yeah. There are very few new revelations. If you've got something that hasn't come down to the age, it needs questioning, yeah. really, as a general looking, rule. Yeah. 
um, because you know church history is rich and, and uh, we're not I, I think there is unfolding revelation don't understand me I think as we get to the end there is greater understanding but when you've got some new doctrinal revelation it needs treating with great caution mm. and and um, and the consequence is that the church is not doing the job that it's supposed to do what job is it supposed to do Ephesians 3:10 yep I think from memory let's have a look what is the purpose of the church yes. to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church mm. to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places yeah that's the purpose of Great the church. One of the purposes of the church, and 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 the devil probably knows that because he's read Ephesians three ten yeah. as well, yeah. and split the church, That's cause it. them to stop Divide walking in step with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, fight amongst themselves. Yeah, put them exactly. in derision. The, listen, the Lord will work with what He's got, and He's yeah. a master yeah. at working yes, with is. what He's got. Yeah. It's not His best. Yeah. It's, it's until we all reach maturity, yeah. not just one sort of overly sort of developed big toe, yeah. you know, that's booting everyone else around. The, every element, every, all, all ten toes have yeah. grown up to maturity and then you're not unbalanced. That's or, right. You know, that's it's, right. It's, that's the purpose. It's not just so the pastor of this hierarchical church yes. or, or the Pope becomes mature because he's so well studied. Exactly. It is so that every member grows up into the fullness of yes. the stature of Christ. Yes. Yeah, mm. that's how it should be. It is. That's how it should be. Of course, uh, the Lord has not been caught out. He knew exactly that this would happen, yeah, yeah. and he will have an ultimate, ultimate plan of reuniting the mm. church under his leadership, mm. and all will be well again. But that's, you know, it all comes, these divisions and denominational divides come out of vainglory. That's yeah. where they're birthed. Yeah, and have this mind which, uh, in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, don't, no, no one should think more highly of himself than he ought. Yeah. But consider others better than yourselves. I mean, this is the antidote to this it is. conceit and provocation and yeah. envy. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to do, a, a do a, what I normally say to John Derrick. I'm sure you've got something. You're looking <laughs> at the, the, the Bible there. You must have something well, from that page you're looking at. Yeah, I mean, we're not to, in a way, that, that moves into the next verse. Okay, so, okay, so we're absolutely going to break through the glass ceiling of, of <laughs> chapter 5 into chapter 6. So you're saying we're not, in, we're not competing with one another, we're not... It does continue, know, doesn't it? It does yeah. fit. We're, we're not, yes, we're, we're, we're not yeah, in this competition and this rivalry with one another, that's the flesh. Yeah. Right? Mm. But we're, we're to, to serve one another and to bless one another and just play our part. And mm. the test is when somebody falls into sin. You see, because he says, brethren... Chapter 6, verse 1. one. Can I emphasize that? I'll repeat that. Chapter 6, verse 1. Are you listening? <laughs> okay, over to you. If a man is overtaken in any trespass... Yeah. Now, notice, let's say you, you are envying someone because mm. he seems to be more successful than you or whatever. And uh, what's your reaction when you're envying them and they then fall? Mm. In your heart, at least, you're rejoicing. Ah, oh. <laughs> you know, now I look a bit better, or, you know, things like that. Or, if I feel superior to them already, mm. oh, well, there you go, look, you know. Mm. And so, when they fall, what are we going to, we're going to kick them and we say, oh, I told you, what a terrible yeah. person that was and all that. And so, that's the flesh manifesting. That's right. And But he says... The fruit of the spirits. 
alternative you know, is, 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 is love. And, and so the, he says, and that's why he says, let someone who's spiritual, because if you're in the flesh, you're, you're not in a position to restore this person. No. You're, you're just going to make things worse. Mm. But he, so he says, if anyone is overtaken in a trespass, which we're all potentially able right. to fall right. into, yeah. um, you who are spiritual, mm. being led by the Spirit, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. So yeah. don't say, oh, I told you so. He was not any good. Yeah. You know, you guys think too highly of it. Uh, in a spirit of gentleness. Remember, that's one of the fruits of the spirit. Mm. Gentleness. Yeah, kind, absolutely. Kindness. That attitude of absolutely. kindness. Yeah. Um, yeah. Considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Mm. So in a way, that's a proof. You know, if you are in the spirit, then you're not in competition. And that that's means it. you, your heart is free to to restore this person if you're in position to do that. It's a different paradigm to the greasy pole, you know, philosophy of life. That, you know, you're all climbing the greasy pole and you're treading on people on the way up. Mm. And they say, beware, because you're going to meet them back on the way down. Right. But, but that's a different approach. That's the fleshly approach mm. to your life and, you, you know, that basically it's survival of the fittest. It's dog eat dog. Yeah. And, you know, you've got to basically to achieve you've got to tread on others and win you've got to win over them rather than you know everyone wins through you know you restoring a brother it's loving your neighbor really that's the one and 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 it's um it's interesting that the word for restore mm. is the word for setting a broken bone oh that's lovely so it's like the the person's now out of joint because yeah. they've been caught in a presumably a reasonably serious sin. Yeah. Um, they're out of joint. So but what it are you, knocks what are you the whole do? body out of joint, yeah. like Aiken. It brings pain. When they were going for AI. That's right. Aiken, out of, out of kilter. Yes. You know, he had taken the spoils against what the Lord had said needs to be sorted out, otherwise you're never going to take AI as, as an army together. Just trying to get a bit more Joshua into the yeah. <laughs> into the Bible study. Yes, yeah. but there's that is the consequence of disobedience, it's consequence shocking. of thinking, you know better. Yeah, um, it's not going to matter if I if I if I'm disobedient. It's only a little thing, yeah. you know. It's a lot to me, but it's only a little thing in terms of in terms of everything else. And we absolutely have to have to build each other up. In yeah, love. We, need we have to strengthen each other in these days. Yeah. We shouldn't forsake, which by the way, in that passage in um, Hebrews that I just read in Hebrews 10, it says, don't forsake meeting together. That was the following verse, the one yes. I read. Um, even more as you see the day approaching. It's so important for us to be, as it were, arm in arm, you know, facing whatever may come, encouraging, strengthening one another, restoring one another building each other up in the holy faith. It's interesting what Jesus said about before you, he didn't say you shouldn't take the speck out of your brother's eye. No. But he said, first of all, take out the log out of your own, own eye. eye. Yeah. The log is your judgmental attitude towards that person. Mm. See, if you've got a, if you, if you're in the flesh, you know, and you, and you are judgmental in that, in the wrong sense, that log means you can't help him. You're only going to make it worse. Mm. So first of all, 
for, you know, take that judgmental attitude, you know, be, and put on gentleness, put on kindness, the, the love of God that wants to restore them, then you're in a position to take that speck out of your own eye. Yeah. And um, yeah. so he says the spirit of gentleness, that's the mm. fruit of the spirit, isn't it? The spirit mm. of gentleness, because considering yourself lest you also be tempted. And if you are in pride, your pride comes before a fall. Mm. It's, mm. If you're in pride, oh, I would never do such a thing, you know, you know then I'm superior to them. The, guess what's going to happen in your life? You're, you're, you're going to so fall. So that phrase, there but by the grace of God yeah. go I, mm. should be there in our hearts and yes. minds. And that causes us to be gentle because we know that we are capable of sinning That's right. as well. Yeah. So we, we, um, we are kind mm. and gentle in restoring them. So uh, can we wrap some other verses into this um, yeah. one? Certainly verse 3, if anyone thinks himself to be something, when he's nothing, he deceives himself. Mm. But I've skipped verse 2, which we should read. Probably we should do verse 2 first. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. The law of Christ, of course, is the... Because we're not under the law of Moses. That's, that's clear. I was waiting for that. Right? We're yeah. not under the law of Moses. Because that would have. But there is a law. Would have kicked in there. If there is a law of Christ. Yeah. I mean, we've been talking about we're not under law, but there is a law of Christ, which is essentially the New Testament. But if we were to put it into one word, it would be love, love one another as I've loved you. Yeah. Or you know, love your neighbour as yourself. It's yeah. the moral law, really, and so that's the law of Christ. So fulfilling the law of Christ is love your neighbour as yourself. Mm. So how can we fulfil the law of Christ? He's talking about bear one another's burdens. That's quite a big one, isn't it? That's sacrificial. And well, there seems to be a contradiction. <coughs> In verse 5 it says, each one shall bear his own load. It does say that. But it's two different words. Okay, um, well that's helpful. And. Uh, but where the, the one we're looking at in verse 2, it is when somebody has got a burden that's way too heavy for them to carry, mm. all right? Mm. The, in verse 5, where it says, bear your own load, that's like in an army, you're, you're carrying your own knapsack, yeah. you know, your backpack, rather. That's right, yeah. Which, your own responsibility, you need to carry your own responsibilities mm. and you will answer to God for, yeah. for what God has made you responsible for. Mm. That That is what that means. But the other one, I think, is talking about such a heavy load um, that this person can't carry right now. Yeah. This is when people are in crisis, I think, when they're overwhelmed, whether it's with their own sin or whether with a crisis that they're facing, mm. you know, a, mm. a grief situation, all kinds of things. He's saying, look, recognize when that is and, and help carry that burden with them. Mm. You know. Absolutely. Uh, in the military, if you're moving a big piece of a gun, you, you don't just say, well, you're in charge of the gun. Let you. No, it's too heavy for them to carry, so the other soldiers come. Do you know what comes to mind help, help with that. in these you know, final minutes is, is uh, John Bunyan and the carrying of the burden in, in Pilgrim's Progress, which is maybe not what you were talking about, but, it, but I think there's something in it, because we've been saying all along, you know, look, we, the, 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 the sort of model is the Lord, and the Lord carries our burden. So we should, you know, mm. carry burdens 
for others, but in the, in the sort of infinite, ultimate sense. In, um, I remember years ago, I was stuck in Calcutta Airport for 24 hours. Uh, uh, my dad had, I don't know whether I've got time to go into this, but my dad was not well, so he asked me to do a preaching tour around India for him. And I ended up with no money at um, Calcutta Airport, and my flight was the following day. So I was sat there for 24 hours, and I thought, well, I've never really studied Matthew. So I literally went through verse by verse by verse. And what, what the hint that I got from the whole thing was the law was beyond the Jewish people, the readers. And the Lord, you know, in the Sermon on the Mount, had hit them so hard, they would completely be clobbered by the fact that, you know, that you've got to love your enemies, you, you've got to not even think evil in your heart, or you've already committed adultery. And so, and then he gets to that sort of pivoting verse where he says, cast your care on me, mm. cast your burdens on me. In other words, I, my yoke, as I think we Come ended, to me, all you yeah, who are or weary and, and heavy laden. laden. I think it's Matthew verse 11. Exactly. Chapter 11. Oh, well, you've even got it there. So um, this, for me, is relevant in terms of bearing one another's burdens because the Lord has borne our burdens. So it's in the same sense of the unmerciful servant. The Lord has forgiven us much. Why can't we just help a little out with forgiving someone else? Or equally, he's carried so much for us. Can't we carry uh, for one another? So again, it's New International Version. But come to me, all you who are weary. At the end of this absolute weight of of, of um, requirements that are higher beyond us to, to meet and to keep. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I must say, when I was there sitting, you know, and I literally thought, well, I'm, I'm going to do verse by verse by verse by, and I was just absorbing, absorbing, it was getting heavier and heavier and beyond me. And then I read that verse and I thought, yes, the Lord is aware of our failings. He's aware of our inability to reach these high marks, but fitting in with our study. And if we walk in the Spirit, He'll bear our burdens, and then we can bear the burdens of one another. And with that, Good night. <laughs>